0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 478 and session number 147 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I'm ready to do it again. And I am fired up just because I am. <laughs> I actually got a uh, uh, an email the other day from someone, uh, one of our listeners, and said, Scott, you know, normally I listen to podcasts at about 1.5 to 2 speeds so I can kind of get through them because some people kind of, you know, kind of talk like this. And today we're going to uh, dive into... Some of these questions, but when Scott's on the mic, it's always like <laughs> it's already one and a half speed and that's kind of by design. I, I just like getting to it and really moving through all of my thoughts, which sometimes my mouth doesn't even keep up with my thoughts because sometimes I'll be uh, hanging out with my family and I'll say a word or I'll try to say something, but it comes out really wrong. And like my tongue won't be working, my lips won't be working. It's it's kind of it's bad. <laughs> it sounds silly. Uh, good thing I can edit these podcasts because I have done that in the past. Maybe I should do a blooper reel there. But anyway, you guys don't want to hear about that. What you guys do want to hear about is what we're gonna be talking about today. And today we are gonna be talking about some questions that came in from you. And one of them is, should I develop products from scratch? It's a great question. We're also gonna talk about affiliate test sites. And it's something that I talked about in a past episode, and there were some questions about that. And then negotiating with suppliers, and can we get the price down, how do we negotiate like those types of things, we're going to talk about that specifically to that listener. All right. Now, if you guys do have a question that you want me to answer here on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and then just leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then just that question, and I'll do my best to answer it here on an upcoming Ask Scott, all right? I'm gonna keep coming back as long as you keep having questions. All right, I promise you that, and I really do enjoy getting on here every Friday and uh, and digging into your questions, having that cup of coffee, that virtual cup of coffee uh, that uh, that we get to have together. And that's kind of how I always think about these uh, these uh, sessions here, is we're less just kind of sitting around and having this business conversation or life. Which probably I should start to talk about because I have one thing that I do want to share with you, and I do this generally every every Ask Scott session and it's really like what's going on in my head as far as like thoughts, but also it's kind of brought to my attention sometimes by people that are listeners like you or maybe uh, maybe a YouTube uh you know view and comment and it just kind of sometimes makes me aware of of what I need to. I guess, educate, but also remind you of, uh, I was talking about this the other day um, within our class about kind of like putting our hands in like a team and being like, all right, let's get out there. Let's make this thing happen. Let's do what we got to do. All right, on three, break. One, two, three, break. You're like, or, or one, two, three, take action, you know? And that's kind of what I want these little pep talks to be. And I'll probably be doing more of them, all right? So the one today that I want to share with you is head down and focus all right now let me let me talk a little bit more about that now there was uh, one of my students recently who said you know Scott I've had some reviews removed I've had like 15 reviews uh, removed from my listing and you know it was a shock and I worked so hard to get them and they're gone you know I had 120 and now I only have 105 and I said all right well wait a minute here let's time out for a second. Okay, that's 15, and who cares? You still got 105. It's probably not going to make that big of a difference on your conversion, so don't even worry about it. Forget about it. I know it's annoying. I know, you know, maybe you might be upset about it, but it's not really going to make that much of a difference. And if you think about it, there's nothing you're going to do. So it's just going to consume some of your bandwidth and your time. So just put your head down and focus. Uh, Now you might be asking yourself, well, Scott, yeah, I've had that happen too. Like, how does that happen? So this isn't part of my head down and focus thing, but I'm going to kind of give you my thoughts on this and and it has happened uh, to quite a lot of sellers out there is if if you have received reviews from people that have belonged to some of these you know launch sites or giveaway sites or review groups or any of that stuff even though they might have been j- just doing it to get free product or to get you know huge discounts on product no fault of theirs but they still might have bought your product just organically and now when their reviews got removed all across the board, because let's say that they bought a hundred products and they left reviews on 75 of them. All 75 reviews will be deleted by Amazon. That's what Amazon has done in the past. Now that could be because a group uh, that was linked to them. Now, all of those people in the review group were targeted and, you know, kind of like, that's what Amazon was, was kind of tracking back. I don't know all of the details on there. All I do know is that Uh, If you have been participating in receiving products at a discount and leaving reviews, uh, you may, or not even you, I'm just saying the people that are doing this, once Amazon is aware of that, then what they'll do is they'll just delete all of your reviews and they won't allow you to review any future products, at least for a time, uh, you know, a time limit, you know, uh, know, or it could be forever. I don't know. Okay. So that's what could have happened. But no big deal. Like at this point, you should be thinking to yourself, number one, I'm going to try to find products that don't require me to go out there and get hundreds of reviews. That's number one. We've talked about that. All right. And then from there, you know, go out there and naturally get your reviews, whether that's a good follow up sequence. And that's the other thing. But Scott. You know, I I have my follow-up going out, but a lot of people's email, you know, the response thing has been kicked back and they've been taken off off of the list from Amazon because they don't want to receive, you know, messages from Amazon about products they've bought. Okay, so... You're still getting, you're still reaching some people. So that doesn't mean you don't still do it, but don't worry about how, how am I going to get my, my email to be opened by those people or delivered to those people? Don't necessarily worry about that. Now, you might want to say, well, I guess I could, uh, I guess I could have a better title, uh, a subject line that gets opened, or maybe I could be less salesy in that. Maybe the, the ones that are getting unsubscribes are the ones that are just hammering with, okay, you bought, now give me a review, now give me feedback. Now buy my stuff. Like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what you have in your follow-up sequence. If you do, that would be my first advice. But anyway, I'm I'm not here to tell you about that or even talk about that. But I'm just trying to say, like, there's things like that that you're worrying about that you don't need to worry about. Like, you shouldn't be worried about. Like, just head down and focus on what you can control. All right? So many people have the what-if syndrome. Like, what if my product flops? I'm not going to start. What if it flops? Okay, what if I get a hijacker on my listing? I better not do it. What, what if I what if I get that? I don't have one yet, but what if I do? What am I going to do? Don't worry about what you're going to do. Worry about how you're going to have the best listing uh, possible to prevent that from happening, if you can help it. You know, make sure that you have trademarked your brand. Make sure that you have have uh, registered for brand registry. Like those are the things to prevent that from happening. But you can't do nothing about it right now. So the what if thing, who cares, right? Uh, what if I waste time doing this Amazon thing and it doesn't pan out? Well, to me, you didn't waste time. You still can recover from whatever happens and you've learned a ton. All right. Um, what if I try and I look silly you know, to people around me and it doesn't work? A lot of times people will be like, I've done other things and it didn't work and my family thinks I'm nuts. Well, just put that aside. Head down and focus. If your why is big enough, you will do what you need to do. Stop worrying about the what ifs, head down and focus. All right. Uh, The other thing is uh, stop working on stuff you can't control, right? Like I just mentioned, the 15 reviews just got deleted. Now what? Don't worry about it, right? Don't worry about it. If you are using review groups, if you are using launch services, stop, start building your own launch list. Okay. Because those people are probably not going to be the same type of people that are in those review groups and launch groups. That would be my first bit of advice, okay? So just stop, okay? Uh, The other one is, I ran out of stock. I'm going to lose rank. Now what? Okay, well, that's great. You're going to ask yourself that question, but you don't really have control necessarily because you're going to run out of stock. There's nothing that's going to prevent you. I'm, I'm hoping that you don't, but by the way, we've tried to plan it for the new brand. We ran out of stock of like four items and we tried like heck to not run out of stock, Okay, But that doesn't mean raise your price a whole bunch so you slow down the sales and then all of a sudden you run out with a low conversion. And then when you get back in stock, Amazon says, oh, your product wasn't selling that well when you guys ran out. It's going to take a while to get you back. Prove to me that you, can, that you can sell. Now you got to go back through the whole launch process and all that stuff, right? But That's another thing. Don't worry about the things you can't control right now. If you're going to run out of stock, run out of stock and then deal with it when you get back in stock. There's other things you can do. Head down and focus. That's what I'm talking about here. Head down and focus on the things that you can that you can work on right now that will move the needle. All right. And the other thing, the last thing I want to say about this is stop comparing to others. All right. And their screenshots and their red sports cars and all that stuff, all that crap that's being displayed out there. You guys can hear a little bit of an annoyance in my voice there. Drives me crazy. All right. I'm talking about building a real business, learning from these experiences, and letting that take you into the next place where you're supposed to be. And you guys have heard my story, construction worker to photographer, to, uh, you know, video transfer business alongside the photography business. And then from there that led me to trying eBay. Cause I wanted another revenue stream, found out that physical products sell, but it was a lot of work, couldn't leverage it. And then found Amazon. And then I'm like, Holy crap, I should probably try to work on this thing. Maybe try to scale this thing. Then the podcast, I'll share it. I'll share my results. And here we are, right? Like Everything will lead you to the next thing, but you have to keep moving. You can't sit there. Well, what if a product flops? What if, you know, I do all this and it doesn't work? What if, you know, I look silly or, you know, it, it's always these things that kind of creep into our mind about, you know, not getting started. And we come up with excuses and reasons why not to get started. All right. So here it is. Head down and focus. Focus. And do something. I should have put head down and focus and take action. That's what I should have said there. Let, let's change that. Let's do that on the fly. Head down, focus, take action. Okay? Head down, focus, take action. That's what it should be. All right? Because as we are doing things, we are learning. Understand that. Okay? That's your education. And as you do that, you're also going to, to grow. You're also going to have doors open that weren't going to be able to open before because you hadn't started yet. Okay? All of that stuff. All right? All right? So that's my little pep talk, that's my little thought of the week, uh, so hopefully that helped you, hopefully gets you a little bit motivated and pumped up to get out there and put your head down and focus and take action, all right, so do it, all right, okay, so let's, uh, let's get ready to dive in here, I am fired up if you couldn't tell, I don't know why today, I just am, I am just really, really pumped and fired up, so let's go ahead and listen to today's first question and I will give you my answer, let's do this.
1: Hey Scott, my name is Travis and I am in the Houston, Texas area. My wife and I have both have been working on our first online business and have listened to your podcast multiple times a day for a few months now. We absolutely love learning with your show and have learned so much in doing so. We have listened to your five-step to start selling on Amazon. We have completed the touch list and confirmed an idea that we would like to pursue. We have validated this idea with multiple marketplaces and believe that our product could be a niche within a much bigger market. I have found a manufacturer that we really enjoy talking with through email. He's extremely hungry and quickly responds to whatever questions that we have. Our manufacturer is asking for design drawings for the items that we want. We need to forward him the design in JPEG form. I was thinking of using Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop to build the design for him. I know enough to call myself an amateur, but I have never built a brand using the software. With the YouTube, though, you can learn almost anything these days. My question to you is, if applicable, is what design software have you used? What would you recommend? And would this be overkill? I would prefer not to use the time and money to pay for an auger when I could just use a post hole digger. Thanks, Scott. Looking forward to hearing your response and have a great day. Hey,
0: Travis, thank you so much for the question. And I, I love it that you're getting started. You've found a market that you want to dive into. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because you are going into a market and then you're going to serve products to that market. And you guys hear me talk about that over and over and over again now recently, most recently, because that is the direction that we are moving. And that's the direction that I think that all of us should be moving uh, in in the future because it's going to be easier or better for us to leverage our assets to move the needle on Amazon and, and kind of, you know, be harder to compete with, but also build a real business, a real brand, okay? Not just a one-off fidget spinner product, all right? So with that being said, all right, so you want to go out there and create something from scratch in a sense, okay? You might have the idea, the concept, and that's great. Now, you will need, depending on the product, depending on what kind of product it is and all that stuff, you'll have to have either a mold created, or if you're creating something like clothing, you'll have to have... You know, or a textile, you'll have to have something created or sewn or, you know, made beforehand. Okay. Now you will need probably depending, uh, you will need those 3d drawings. Okay. Now I'm not a 3d, uh, you know, expert drawing expert. Uh, I don't have any skills in that at all. So if I was going down this path, which I have actually in the new brand, we have went down this path to look at getting some molds created and stuff like that. We need to reach out to someone who is good at that, who knows how to do that. Now, we will need to supply them with ideas, and those ideas could be done either by drawings or they could be done by you taking other examples from similar products or features in a product that you want to make part of yours, and then they would go to work making that happen. So your question really is, well, how do I find these people to do this work for me? Well, there's a lot of different options out there. Um, I would probably look at uh, the site that I would look at right now, currently, because I just had Nathan on the show, is free up. Okay. That's F R E E E up. And I will leave the link. I believe you'll get $25 off if you use my link at theamazingseller.com forward slash free up, F R E E up. And you'll get $25 off that. But what that site will allow you to do is locate. Okay, and find three d uh, drawing people, okay? CAD drawings, all of that stuff that I have no idea, and I don't want to spend the time to figure that stuff out. Maybe your question really was, Scott, do you think I should get on YouTube and start figuring out how to do my own three d drawings or CAD drawings? like should i should I buy the software? should I The answer is no. No. you absolutely should not do that, okay? Um, I even tell people right now, like if you're just starting and you want to do your own pictures, you can, if you want, if you have any, any, uh, you know, ability of, you know, shooting some decent pictures, then go for it. But I would probably say, go out there, find your local photographer that's good at it, that has the right equipment, that has the right lighting, all that stuff and have them do it. Don't waste your time. Your time is more valuable doing other things. In this case, maybe more product research. Maybe deciding what those next products will be. Maybe what your keywords are. Maybe what your copy should read. Uh, Maybe you can dive into the market a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more about it. Maybe dig through reviews so you can find out more features that you want to add or what people like and what they don't like. Those are some things that you should be working on. You shouldn't be working on how to you know create a 3D drawing so you can send it off to your uh you know your manufacturer okay so my advice would be go to a place like freeup uh there's other ones out there other sites uh, there's online jobs there's odesk uh there's a bunch of them out there um i would probably though try nathan's service uh to be honest with you because uh from the sounds of it what he does is he recruits the best And then you go in there and you tell them what you want. And then they will connect you with those types of people that qualify for that job. And then you hire them per hour so that, you know, you don't even have to hire these people full time. You can just hire them per per the job, uh, which is pretty cool. So that's what I would do. Um, I would go to a site like that and I would give them your sketches or give them uh, whatever they need. They may even say, you know, do this for me. Give me some examples. Uh, You know, give me some pictures of things that are similar or whatever. Right. And then you're going to start working side by side with them. Again, if you want to, if you want to create a product from scratch in a sense, or at least heavily modify one, be prepared for a slower process. Number one. Number two, there will be additional costs. In this case, like this, you're going to have to hire someone that can do the drawings for you. And then also, you're probably going to have to pay for a mold or a screen, uh, you know, or a screen print or, you know, and any of that stuff, uh, whatever they call those, the setups, uh, you know, for making happen. Like if you have a t-shirt done, right, they have to, you have to pay for the the initial setup, which might be 50 bucks. Well, in this case, a new mold might be 500. It might be three grand. It might be 20 grand. Uh, It all depends on the complexity of the product. All right, so just keep that in mind when you're thinking about a product that you want to start from scratch. My recommendation there also would be try to find something in your market that you could just tweak a little bit and then get it to market, and then you could work on those other additional products that you want to heavily customize later. I would rather you see do, see you do that than banking all on this one product that you're going to be putting all this time and effort and money into and hoping it works. I'd rather get two or three other products to market with just some tweaks. I mean, you can still do some tweaks without doing cust, you know this heavy customization work. Um, But that would be my recommendation Um, for anyone else out there listening that's thinking about a custom product or even one from scratch. uh, I would think about it and then also I would try to start in that market with something that you could just get to market quicker with just some other small tweaks. And again, thinking about customizing the packaging alone or Again, maybe having something that's included with it that the that other competitors don't have. Um, so that would be my recommendations on that. All right, and my advice. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to the next question, and I'll give you my answer.
2: Hey Scott, Paul from Virginia. Hey, quite a while back, you uh, spent some airtime, um, sort of going through the idea of building an authority site slash you know affiliate site, kind of like a product review site. I think the example was a cooking site that had reviews on garlic presses. And so then ultimately you drive traffic to that review site or that affiliate site and then um, hopefully collect their email address but then push people through that site and then to Amazon to purchase. Uh, It made a lot of sense to me, although obviously a lot of work. Um, Did you end up uh, really going all the way down the path with that, what were your results on it? I haven't heard a bunch of updates. And um, I just assume that you've got so much on your plate that you're not getting to it or that it wasn't going to be as profitable if you compare all the effort that you're having to put behind it, uh, or if it's just a red herring and really not worth the work. It seems like with all of the additional efforts and building off Amazon uh, resources to drive traffic to Amazon um, to help build our businesses, that, that would be probably uh, a pretty cool tool. So any updates that you've got would be really helpful. Thank you.
0: Well, hey, Paul from Virginia. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question. And yeah, this is a great, this is a great topic. Uh, I could talk about this stuff for hours, um, but I'm not going to here. I'm going to answer your question. And I just want to catch people up that are listening that might not know what we're talking about, like an affiliate test site. There's a couple of different things that I mentioned in the past. Now, some of you know my story, you know, I've dabbled in a lot of different things and I like to talk about, you know, what has worked, but also what hasn't worked and not that it wouldn't work. It's just one of those things that I didn't spend a lot of time and I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because again, like you were just saying, Paul, that, you know, you put a lot of work into these, you know, these little sites that could get traffic, and then from there you can convert them to a sale. So basically what Paul's talking about is like taking the time to go out there. And, you know, there's a great site, nichepursuits.com. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Spencer Hawes. Uh, so give him a little shout out, a little love. I was following Spencer for the longest time uh, before I met him and became friends with him, but he's always been about really going out there and finding keywords that rank on Uh, on Google and then building sites around that traffic. And then from there, you you can then get that traffic over to different products. And you are basically an affiliate. It's what they call their Amazon Associates Program. And you can sign up for it, it's totally free. And then when you direct traffic through your link for that specific product, and if they buy it within 24 hours, they are cookied, they call it cookied, it's kinda like they're tracked through your link, that you would get the sale. Now, you're only going to make between 4 and 8%, depending, unless they've changed it, but it's really low. It's under 10%, okay? Now, the other thing that happens, though, is when someone goes through your link and they go over to Amazon, whether they buy that product or not, you will get credit for anything that is in their shopping cart for the first 24 hours after they click, okay, on that link, and as long as they don't click through someone else's link, which most of the time they won't because they're just going through a site, they clicked on it, And now they're cookied with your affiliate link, okay? And that will then give you credit for everything that's in their cart. So if you you send them over to look at your garlic press that you're reviewing on your site, and it's not your garlic press, let's say that you have a website that you built because you want to build it around, you know... uh, let's say a professional chefs, right? And then you're going to do that, but you might have like, you know, the top 10 garlic presses used by professional chefs. Maybe that's the keyword, right? Um, that you're going after the long tail keyword. And then from there, people would go there after they find you on Google, which by the way, it takes work to get ranked on Google just as it does on Amazon. And what Google really wants is they want to know that you have links, other links that are pointing to the site. And it's a whole nother topic of saying, or, you know, a whole nother discussion talking about like how do you rank a website on Google? It's always changing just like Amazon. And there's been a ton of Google slaps out there where people have lost their whole businesses overnight because they were using black hat tactics just like you can on Amazon. You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing. But basically, once you get something ranked, okay, in Google, someone's doing a search for, you know, top garlic presses for professional chefs, if that was the long tail keyword that you were trying to target, then you would have 10 different garlic presses, and they all could be different sellers, okay, and then what you would do is you would use your affiliate link for all 10 of those, Okay. So now when someone comes to the site, they're going to be able to click one of those or all of them or whatever. And then from there, they would go over to Amazon if they wanted to see more, or if they wanted to read the reviews or whatever. And then immediately they are cookied with your link. Now you definitely, if you are going to do this, you definitely need to make sure that it's clear that you are letting the people know that are on that site, that you are an affiliate for those products. Um, there's a whole, you know, a whole FTC thing that you have to come, you know, you have to conform to and all of that stuff. So just make sure you read the terms of service there for being an affiliate for those products and stuff like that. But anyway, it's pretty standard, but just make sure that you're up to date on that. But uh, to be able to do that now, you're able to get some sales, okay? And you're starting to see what's selling. So my thought was, okay, you could technically do that with your brand, okay? So let's say, for example, I'm selling, I don't know, fishing gear as I... I've been talking a lot lately about I should probably get into that uh, market. I should just start fishing is what I should do. Uh, But basically, let's say that you develop this fishing site that talks all about the top products and all these top techniques and whatever, and I'm getting traffic from Google. Now, I can let's say I have one product right now that I am selling on Amazon, but I have 10 other ones that I'm thinking about selling. I could throw those products up on my site, do a review about those of even my competition or my potential competition, and I can then see what people are clicking on and what people are buying. It will give me an inside look into my market, and I'll also make some money while I'm doing it. So I'm kind of like validating products if I have the traffic of which ones I might want to roll out next because here's the cool thing. If I get the traffic coming to that that site that's ranking in Google, okay? And let's say that they are buying you know, a competitor's product that I'm not selling yet. All I need to do because the traffic's going to keep coming is just switch out that link with my new link to my new product. And now I would get my sale. All right. So that's what we were talking about. Now, do I think this should be one of your first strategies? No. If you are strapped for cash and you are, you know, saying the, well, I don't have enough money to get started. I'm going to wait until I do. You might want to just start A process like this, you know, you might want to just get yourself going here. There's also uh, right now, if you go over to like Empire Flippers, there's affiliate sites being sold right now that are already getting sales and traffic through uh, Amazon's associate. So someone might have built a site for this exact reason. Now they're going to sell it for 10 grand and, you know, because they're getting a multiple on their, uh, their revenue, but the revenue is low compared to what yours would be if you had all of those, your own products. So then you could buy that site and then just see what products, obviously you'd have to know what products are selling before you would do that, but you would go ahead then and you would say, okay, cool. There's like five products here that I could private label and all that traffic now is going to go to mine, not these products that I'm only getting four to 8%. Now, that was a long-winded answer, and I knew it was going to be because we could talk for an hour or two on that topic, but what I would say is, yes, it would not be my first strategy, but the cool thing is, is this is what I definitely would do, and this is what we are doing in the new brand, okay, and we've already made money doing it, okay, and we've also seen what products are selling that we're not currently selling, all right, so we have an email list. You guys know that we've built an email list in our market, all right, and what we're doing is we are sending people over to, uh, you know, our product, okay, there, but now we may also have another product that we are going to test in a sense, right, that we're going to use because it's it's within our market, so then we can send uh, or write a blog post about it, and then we can send that traffic over to a product and see what kind of sales are generated through that, and we've done that, and we've picked up probably, depending on the month, between three hundred and fifty to about $750 in a month on affiliate earnings from additional sales from additional products. Okay, so number one, we made some money, which is cool, and we're able to look at the market and go, wow, look at that. That's a good product. Maybe we should roll that one out next. All right, so it's another way that even if you have a current brand right now, it might be a good strategy for you take some of your traffic that you're on your email list write a blog post comparing like 10 products, maybe two of them being yours. And then, you know, eight of them not being yours. And then this way here, you can get kind of a feel for what people are clicking on and what people are buying. And then you can decide if you want that to be your product. And the cool thing is, is if, if that one does end up being your product, one of those, you just switch out the link on your blog. That's getting the traffic, or you can send more traffic to it with an email. And then from there you can start to get those affiliate sales. So, Yes, I think it's great. And if you have the time to do it, I would say it's great. You know, definitely do it. Um, or even if you have a current brand and you wanted to see and test other products without having to go out there and and buy the products up front, definitely a great, a great thing to do. All right. So I know that was a long-winded answer, but there was a lot there I needed to cover and hopefully that helped. Uh, so, and yes, I am not currently doing this externally in a sense, but we are doing it kind of internally because we have our our email list that we are driving traffic to our blog, which then from there, we do have some other offers that aren't our products to kind of test and, uh, and get a feel for the market. All right. So hopefully that was helpful. Let's go ahead and listen to one more quick question. I'll give you my answer and we will get out of here. What do you say? Let's do it.
3: Hey, Scott. My name is Dave. I'm tuning in from Jackson, Wyoming. First off, I'd like to say thank you so much. For, to you and your team for all the hard work you put in and for creating such an awesome platform for us to learn and grow our businesses on. I'm about to get started. I have formed an LLC. I have a business checking account. I'm all good to go legally. I just need to dive into a product. My question is, I found a bunch of products that are in the criteria of uh, the $20 to $30 product range. It sells really well on Amazon. But I cannot get a supplier on Alibaba to source it for less than half of the retail value. And I know after shipping it to Amazon, there's no money to be made. So how can I find cheaper sourcing through Alibaba? I feel like these products should only cost a couple of dollars, yet their value on Alibaba is roughly $10 to $12. Thank you so much. If you have any information on negotiating with suppliers when you first contact them, that would be great as well. Thanks again, Scott. I hope you have a great day.
0: Yes, you are going to want to do this right here. And that is contact more suppliers. If you're telling me that you feel like this product should be no more than two or three bucks, then you should be able to find someone on there that could, uh, that could offer that to you. Now, They may be coming in at $10 or $12, and that might be because it's a low, a low quantity. But then I would ask them, okay, so where does the price break? Where is the price break? I would also ask them like what is the lowest that you can do for this certain run that you're doing because you're doing a test order? But that yeah, it doesn't sound right if uh, if you're saying that the product you feel, even five bucks, but they're coming in at 10 or 12 and that's not even with shipping to Amazon, uh, that won't make sense. The only way that I'll, that'll make sense, let's say you buy it for 10, you got to be able to sell that for thirty to to, to forty dollars to make to have that make sense. All right. Um, The other thing is, is, uh, you know, you're on Alibaba. You're saying, I hope that you're on Alibaba and not AliExpress. If you're on AliExpress, then yes, I can definitely see how that could be an issue. So make sure that you're on Alibaba. Make sure that you're reaching out to a number of suppliers and not just like three. You know, you're going to have to reach out to a bunch. Um, You're going to want to compare obviously because if it is a lower you know if it is a lower quality you want to see that because if someone says yeah I can do it for 3 bucks but it's a piece of junk you don't want that either and then the other thing is is if you can't find it right now shelf it and move on to the next like don't get hung up on that product or even two products move on to the next where can you find Uh, you know, a supplier that could give you something that's close to that market. So this way here, you can roll a product out and then eventually keep working on finding a supplier for the other. The other thing is make sure that you're looking at all of the different countries, not just China, you know, Uh, look in the U S Look in, look at India, uh, you know, look at, you know, all, all different places, you know, even though Alibaba, you find a lot of, you know, uh, you know, suppliers in China, there's a lot of them in different countries as well. So make sure that you have all of the filters unchecked as far as like you want every single supplier and you're going to have to dig, you're going to have to comb through and find, uh, and find one. All right. So you definitely want to just keep digging. That would be my only advice. As far as negotiating, you want to make sure also that you let them know that you are doing a small order, maybe 250, 500, whatever a small order is for you and saying, we're doing this as a test. Can you work with me? You know, I'm going to be doing more business in the future. You know, I want you to work with me. I would really love to do business with you. Okay. And then from there, see what they come back at. Most of the time they're going to want to do that. We just actually were doing this the other day and uh, they normally only do a thousand. We got them to do 250. The price is going to be about 75 cents more per unit. So what? And, uh, and we're going to be able to test 250 units without a thousand. But, you know, if, if I just went with their first response was, no, we only do a thousand, then I would have been like, oh, I can't do it. You know, I'm not going to do it. You know, but I asked and then they said, you know, no, we 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 only do a thousand. Then I asked again, well, we're this is uh, you know, a, a new product in our brand. We want to do a test order, you know. Usually we like to start with 250. Is there any way that you can do that for us so we can potentially do business in the future? Yes, we'll do it this one time, but every order after this will need to be a thousand. Okay, cool, done. Right? So you have to negotiate and you just really have to keep sending more emails to more suppliers. Um, that is the key as well. So uh, don't give up. Again, if it's, if it's hard for you, it's hard for others. And a lot of times that's a good sign because the more that you dig and the more that you don't give up, the chances are other people have already given up and you won't have as much competition. So definitely, definitely don't give up. Okay. So that is officially going to wrap this up. You know, guys, when I first started the Ascot sessions, I had in my head, those are going to be shorter. Those are going to be like a 15 minute episode. I don't think I've ever recorded a 15 minute episode. Because I just, I just get into this. I get into the questions. I want to keep elaborating and really digging into more of the questions. And I guess if I only answered one question, I might be able to do that. But I have more questions to answer, and I don't want to get those piled up or have them pile up. So uh, even though they, they kind of are, but. Don't let that stop you from submitting your question. Definitely head to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and ask your question there. Just record your first name, brief question, maybe where you're tuning in from, and I'll do my best to answer it on an upcoming Ask Scott session. Now, before I do go, I did want to remind you what we talked about in the beginning. Head down, focus take action. Doesn't matter where you are in this process. That's what you have to keep reminding yourself. And the other thing is before we do go is I wanted to remind you, if you are stuck in the product discovery phase, there's something that I am really excited about. And we're going through right now, depending on when you're listening to this. And this is what we call our product discovery bootcamp. It's a brand new four week training that you can be a part of, that we will go through that process with you over four weeks. So we will figure out the market. We will figure out products that the market is buying and ones that we could easily get to market. And then from there, we even start to contact suppliers. So if you are interested in that, if you are stuck in that phase, definitely check out productdiscoverybootcamp.com. See if the registration is open because we will be opening and then we will be closing the class for the first Group. After that, we will be opening it up to the public. So, depending on when you're listening to this, it will be available for you to uh, to come join us in that four-week training. So, definitely go check that out. Productdiscoverybootcamp.com. I'm super fired up about that. Some great people in there right now. And if you're stuck and you want. To go through that with us. I would definitely look forward to seeing you in there as well. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here
2: on the next episode.